Welcome to Crozier Cast from the Diocese of Gallup. This is Bishop James Wall, your host, and uh, we're in a special place today with some very special guests, uh, three very good friends of mine. Uh, we all went to the seminary together, and uh, so I'll have them actually introduce themselves to you. My name is Father Greg Schlarb. I am the pastor of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, Roman Catholic Parish in Scottsdale, Arizona. I also serve as the Vicar of Stewardship uh, for the Diocese of Phoenix, overseeing the Office of Mission Advancement. You have a lot of jobs. I do. It, it, uh, enough hours in the day to get it done and uh, keeps me busy and keeps me out of trouble. And knowing you, you always do everything with a cheerful heart. Always, because God loves a cheerful giver. How, how many years have you been ordained? I've been ordained 21 years uh, this past May uh, 17th and have uh, spent the majority of my time in the Diocese of Phoenix, although ordained as a Vincentian Father. I joined the Diocese in 2005. And did they kick you out? No, I decided that it would be a mutual departure. I <laughs> owe a lot to the Vincentian Fathers, uh, who also serve in your diocese, if I'm not mistaken. They do. They do. So if you ever want to come serve in my diocese, there's always a room for you. If you want to rejoin the Vincentians, we'll have a place for you. And you, who are you? I'm Father Steve Daverin, priest for the Archdiocese, which is the largest diocese in the country, Los Angeles. There you go, Los Angeles. And for the last, for the next two weeks, I will be the, I am the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese, and I will be a pastor of St. Mel's in Woodland Hills. And how long have you been a priest, Father Steve Davern? Been a priest now for 22 years. Yes. 22. 22 or 23. Sure about that? 23 years. Sorry. 22 years. 22 years. And and you, sir, who are you? I am Father Greg Menegay, a priest of the Diocese of Phoenix. I am the pastor of Blessed Sacrament Parish in Scottsdale. And I've been ordained for 20 years as of this June 6th. So Father Greg Menegay and I were ordained for as priests for the Diocese of Phoenix on the same day. So we're both celebrating 20 years. And uh, we're actually doing a bit of a 20-year reunion here in Ireland. We're at Knox Shrine. And it was about 20 years ago, around this day, that Father Greg Menegay and I went here. Father Steve and Father Greg Schlarp chose not to go. But <laughs> Father Greg uh, Menegay and I were here 20 years ago. We came for our classmates' ordination of priests from Galway, but it serves in the Archdiocese of uh, Los Angeles, the largest Archdiocese in the United States. So, I thought maybe what we could talk about, because we're all talking about how long we've been priests, maybe we could go through and talk about how you first uh, received your call or knew that you were called to be uh, a priest. Go. My, mine began, uh, this is Father Greg Schlarb, I, my, my calling began uh, at a young age, at about 11 years old. Uh, my father worked for a uh, company called Fleur Corporation, and we uh, lived uh, or transferred to uh, South Africa. And so I spent a lot of time in South Africa, and there was one holiday uh, where I could not uh, see my parents, and so my father arranged that I go and work with the priests uh, in the local parish. And we actually took a mission trip uh, down to where the Zulu tribal land is. And I spent uh, a good two weeks with them and learning uh, how they care for, for the tribal people. Uh, one was actually a medical doctor, the other was an educator. And so we went in and uh, it was more than just the celebration of the sacraments, that was an important part. 
but they also, you know, serve the people uh, wholly in the sense of, you know, looking after their, their medical conditions, their, uh, their physical well-being, uh, as well as their, um, their educational, uh, their intellect, and then uh, the spiritual. And so I really found that this is where it all began. And it was from there I decided, well, it's not all just about being a, uh, a priest and uh, where I grew up in Orange, uh, but more importantly, that we serve people and serve one another. And that's where it first started. Nice. What year did you go in the seminary? I went into the seminary uh, in 1987 uh, into the college seminary at St. John's, uh, which is located in the largest diocese, archdiocese in the United States. Maybe even the world. So, and then you were ordained 10 years later, right? I was ordained 10 years later as a Vincentian father. I took two extra years, one for novitiate and one for a year internship. Nice. Let's skip the priest from the largest archdiocese in the world, Galaxy, and let's go to Father Greg Menegay. Father Greg, when did you first find out that you were going to, uh, you were being called to be a priest? Sure, my calling came about uh, after I graduated college, and I had gone through an experience of uh, drifting away from practicing my faith for a while, and then coming back to the church, and I came back pretty strong. I said, if I'm going to live my Catholic faith, I want to do this the right way. And so I got involved in helping out with the youth ministry program at the parish I was attending. And it was through that involvement and getting to know the priests who were there at the time that I began to hear the Lord calling me to the priesthood. And so I took about two years to discern. And after that time, I ended up, along with the now Bishop Wall, entering St. John's Seminary in Camarillo. And the rest, as they say, is history. How blessed you were that you ended up going to the seminary with a future bishop. That's just an objective opinion. <laughs> so, so we saved the best for last. This is going to be a real tearjerker. Father Steve, can you tell us a little bit about your own vocation and how was it that sure. you knew that you were called to be a priest? I heard sure. it was just yesterday. Sure, Bishop Wall. I was rather happy to share. Well, I think I always felt the call to serve. And following my dad in serving as a policeman, I became a Los Angeles County Deputy Sheriff. I worked the county jail and I worked South LA. And in that service, I felt a restlessness, a real struggle between good and evil, my faith, like Father Greg, and uh, kind of drifted from my faith. And I found my life really empty. I started to go back to daily mass and kind of gave me answers to what I was experiencing on the streets. So the more prayer and the more I felt that call, not to answer radio calls, but rather God's voice. So I left and sold everything and went to the seminary. And I was getting close to ordination. And it was a little restlessness again and after spiritual direction and prayer. And having uh, discerned, I re-entered the career of law enforcement with LAPD this time. Going through the Rodney King riots and the earthquakes and fires and all these different experiences. The call never went away, so I think finally, after eight years, I decided to answer the ultimate call for me, and that was to be a priest. And a priest for how many years again? 23 years? 22. 22 years. And uh, it's been amazing. And now, as vocation director, it's been a blessing because I get to walk with these guys and hear their calls as well. So that's how my simple, humble little stories. In all the, humility. In all humility. Hearing that God's call, now it's, I can't be happier. It's been an amazing experience. 
Thank you for that nice explanation. That it was long, but you do come from the arch, largest archdiocese. Hey, when you have a story, it takes time. So I'll just briefly say with me, um, I knew the call when I was 19. It took me a little while to figure it out. And the two things that helped me was one year I started to go to daily mass during Lent. And then the other was I discovered Eucharistic adoration. And I think those are the, the two best places really to, for a priest to discern uh, his vocation because you have guaranteed encounter with Jesus Christ, especially in the Eucharist. So those were the things that helped me to understand it. First of all, God's love for me, and second of all, that he only wanted the best for me, and, and that best was to, to become a priest. So we are here at uh, Knox Shrine in Ireland, and obviously all four of us have a very strong devotion to Our Lady, but here we are, you know, we're here under the, the title, the, the patronage of Our Lady of Knock, and uh, anybody can jump in on there. Maybe somebody wants to talk about their, their Marian devotion, their and how important that is uh, to you. What do you think, Greg? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, my devotion to Mary became really uh, solid in the seminary. I realized that, you know, they talked about her being the queen of the clergy, and my home parish in the seminary was Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And so I think it was about my second year in the seminary, I just dedicated my vocation and my discernment to the Blessed Mother, and I said, you know, our Lady, this is this is yours. You know, you're the queen of the clergy, and uh, pray for me. And if I'm called to be a priest, I know that your prayers well, are going to going to get me there. And I've relied on her ever since. You're being very committed to the Rosary, and just seeing the importance of the Blessed Mother as uh, you know that intercessor for priests, but also for everybody as well. Father Steve, what about you? Well, for me, it starts with my own earthly mother seeing her great devotion to the Blessed Mother, J. Paul, uh, and uh, so that was my first inspiration, and the more I became close with the Blessed Mother through my own mom's devotion, it has really guided me and has sustained me throughout my priesthood. Uh, every priest must have a deep desire, a deep relationship with the Blessed Mother, just to remain faithful as she would have before the cross and the graces that come from that Thank you, Father Steve. Beautiful. Father Greg Schlarb, can you talk about your maybe devotion? Do you have a devotion to Our Lady of Knock? Uh, uh, as well, I would say my strongest devotion really is to Our Lady of Guadalupe and being the pastor of Our Lady for Federal Help. Uh, that devotion is there as well. It really began with, with Our Lady of Guadalupe and, and growing up in California uh, and having those images around. And, Especially now, I kind of see uh, her hand in intercession in the good work that we're doing in the diocese um, as evangelizers, as growing disciples. Um, you know, it was it was her kind of stamp of approval at Our Lady of Guadalupe's apparition in, in 1531 that uh, all of a sudden evangelization started to take root. And it is said uh, that from that time on, uh, 3,000 uh, were brought into the faith uh, each day for approximately over nine years uh, of that. And, and what's wonderful is the, the, the diocese or the land of which the Diocese of Tucson and Phoenix uh, are a part of uh, is where Fray um, Marcus Deniza came and started that evangelization. And so we're, we have that connection in our own diocese to the good work uh, that Our Lady of Guadalupe's apparition brought us. And so the place where he celebrated the first Mass in 1539 was? 
At the Zuni Pueblo in the Diocese of Gallup. At the Zuni Pueblo in the Diocese of Gallup. If I was your priest, I would that. know that, you but I don't. I'm, I'm more impressed with the... Tattoo it on your arm. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so that, that's a good point. I was going to follow that up, too. That it, they really weren't very successful until Our Lady appeared at St. Juan Diego. And, uh, yeah, the first place in, we know in the southwest where the Mass was celebrated was at the Zuni Pueblo by Marcos Deniza. And so, um, yeah, I think my, my devotion from Our Lady uh, probably came through my parents, my mom and dad, both of them. It was always very important to them. And so I'd say that's where it came. My mom and dad are cradle Catholics. And so I think right away they, they both adopted and, and fostered a devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And they kind of passed that on. Uh, to the kids for the most part, but I would say that's that's where my, my devotion comes. And I, I like coming here, I think pretty much all of us have some sort of ancestral roots here in this country. I'm Ross Common, it's my family. Father Greg has a, a French last name, but we know the Normans came over here, so it's a good chance his family came here too. And so, uh, you know, I think that also makes the, uh, the the image of Our Lady of, of Knock important to, to the four of us. So, if I were a young man and I were discerning my vocation and I believed that God was calling me to the priesthood, what would be the first thing that I would need to do? Well, I think what you said earlier, Bishop Wall, which was actually very insightful in your own journey of spending silent everything. I think one of the things too that you kind of touched on but I want to flesh out a little more is um, you know the, 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 the real vocation directors are the guys with the boots on the ground in the parish. You know they, they're the ones that are helping to foster those vocations. So I think a lot of times we think we need to go directly to the vocation director as opposed first to speak to maybe our associate or our pastor, the ones who know us and who can give us time before they introduce us to the vocation. I think that's that's key. Sometimes people think I need to call the, the office right away. But um, I know. So, I think one of the things that I encourage our young men to do, and, and it, it still takes place even after 21 years of, of priesthood, is the difficulties that we face, the challenges that that we face and and I know as a child when when things were bad it was always my mother who could comfort me as well as my dad uh, but uh, now being able to go to Mary uh, and to offer whether it's a rosary or uh, just to sit in quiet and ask for her intercession with difficulties that are arising with uh, celebrating triumphs uh, with her as well uh, and just you know giving giving thanks to God for the gift of Mary uh, our mother the mother of the church 
uh, the mother of God, and so um, you know she's always there for us and accessible. And what a wonderful place to talk to her uh, than here at Our Lady of Knock in Ireland. Yeah, agree, agree. Father Greg, what do you think? Well, there's not much left after Father Steve, vocation director of the largest archdiocese in the United States, spoke. However, um, inspiration always comes at the right moment. And so what I think is important, in addition to everything that was said, is learn about the saints, read about their lives. Because when you read about these men and women who were raised to the altars in the church as examples for us, you can see that they're ordinary people who learn to live their faith in an extraordinary way. And many of them, you know, live lives for a while very far away from Christ, very far away from the church. And people like St. Ignatius, St. Francis, their lives are going in a completely different direction. But then they opened up and they listened to Christ, and you know, now we look to them for their example of holiness. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I was thinking about Ignatius as well, because with Ignatius, um, you know, he wanted something else to read when he was recuperating from being shot in the leg with a cannonball. And they, they gave him a book about Christ, the life of Christ, and a book about the lives of the saints. And that's where his conversion took place. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's really, really important. So we are um, about ready to close up our podcast. And I just want to say thank you to my very, very, very special guests, very good friends of mine. Like I said, we all went to the seminary together. And, um, and we're still talking, as Father Greg Slarp said. But uh, thanks for joining us on, on our uh, Crozier cast. And many blessings to you and your family. And, and um, look forward to talking with you next time. Take care. God bless.